Define sustainability. Odds are your definition is completely different from the next person's. Appalachian State University's Director of Sustainability, Dr. Lee Ball, sits down with his guests to explore the many ways in which sustainability affects our lives. This is Find Your Sustainability. So joining me today in the podcast studio is Adam Heggie. And Adam is an assistant professor of public health in the Beaver College of Health Sciences. Adam, thank you so much for, for joining us today on this cold Appalachian morning. <laughs> Glad to be here. It was a good walk across campus this morning. So. Yeah, so in, in our podcast, Find Your Sustainability, we really try to um, mix it up a little bit and, and invite different types of people in to talk about different aspects of sustainability. And something that I, I'm always extremely curious about are people's stories and their connections to sustainability. So if you don't mind right off the bat here to tell us about your story and maybe you know just kind of how you got to where you are now and your connection to sustainability and social justice. Okay. I guess uh, my story kind of in this goes back to uh, my early professional career working in a local government setting and, and working in the parks and recreation setting and just interacting in that with children and, and seeing their lives and the challenges they go through um, and, and working with kids was always something I was passionate about. Uh, within this job, uh, part of my job was really focused on uh, kids' health and well-being and giving them an outlet. Uh, a lot of the kids I was working with were uh, did not have the best home lives and those types of things. And so uh, outside of work, uh, I've been very active in the United Methodist Church, uh, as, as some people know. And uh, so my faith in, in my professional life and all of those kind of things connect, and then uh, I found my passion uh, probably in the last six or eight years for public health and, and social justice and health equity and really striving in my uh, professional life through my research, teaching, service to really uh, uh, connect those dots and really try to get my, my uh, passion right now is really getting students engaged in that and really trying to uh, get their passions going and, and seeing that there's uh, things in our world and, and, and all around us that just are not just and um, really uh, helping to get their uh, get their passion and fire that I've been able to receive. I, I feel like a lot of the students have similar backgrounds to me. I'm a North Carolinian, so so that's really neat. And, and, and you know, connecting it to sustainability is uh, really the world we live in. If we're not practicing health equity and social justice and, and these types of things, uh, it's not going to be sustainable. When we think about our biggest public health challenge facing our world is climate change. And if we're not protecting our earth and protecting our citizens and striving to make a better world, it's we're not going to be sustainable. Yeah, great. Can you tell us a little bit about your academic career and how you kind of landed here in Boone? <laughs> yeah, so I, so that's it's a really weird story. I'm uh, my wife. If you talked with her, uh, I've been in school a lot. <laughs> so I started out as a as an athletic trainer. Uh, I thought I wanted to work with sports and be around athletes, in which I still love sports and passionate about it. Uh, but I got that first job that I mentioned a while ago about uh, in a local government setting. Um, and that kind of directed me to go back for more schooling uh, because I wanted to be able to affect people uh, much more so than on the individual level. I wanted to have that impact on community level, uh, societal level, 
Uh, and so I went back and actually I have my graduate degree, first graduate degree here from Appalachian State in public administration. And uh, I owe a lot of my success now to uh, Dr. Mark Bradbury here uh, at App State and the public administration department and just seeing the passion he was able to bring into class. And uh, I, I think during that process, I was making the connections that there was something bigger. And I think throughout my educational uh, uh history, I, I was always directed and, and headed toward public health and just didn't realize it. And so I think piecing all of this together and I went on for my doctoral studies in public health and uh, just was able to uh, read and, and learn all the history of public health and just learn about all of the uh, things that it's involved with. I think if people really take a step back and look at public health, it's kind of uh, written into our founding as a country and, and it's so uh, vital to our world and society. So I find it really fascinating to hear people's stories and uh, how their their prior work and academic positions and degrees kind of led to kind of what you're doing now. Could you could you expand on your what you're currently doing and tell me a little more about your field and your classes and how they connect to social justice and what you're doing yeah, in the classroom? Yeah. So I'll speak first. Uh, I'll speak first about my research. Uh, kind of that's where my passion is. I have two focus areas in my research. Both are focused very much in social justice and have a sustainability uh, framework. Uh, my grandfather was a, a truck driver, and so when I was in my doctoral studies, I had a had an opportunity to work with a faculty member and learn about. Uh, the health inequities that face long-haul truck drivers driving up and down our roads, and, and whether it be uh, in their employment conditions, uh, the practices that are done by trucking companies, they face occupational hazards. It's obviously not good for the environment. There's a lot of environmental hazards, uh, public safety issues that we have to factor in. So I'm still passionate and engaged in that work and um, trying to make a difference and, and through research and trying to influence policies to hopefully uh, uh, improve the practices and policies that are, are utilized in that uh, industrial sector. And then there's been a lot of discussion uh, right now uh, during the current administration uh, that's actually, uh, our research is actually hopefully going to be able to influence some decision making. So I'm pretty passionate and excited about that. My other work is getting here to App State uh, through my work in the church, through my work in communities, and just... Uh, Realizing in life how privileged I am, I think that's something I haven't really expressed very well yet. Uh, I recognize uh, that I am a white male and I've had all the privileges in life that, that one could have. Uh, and I think growing up as a child, you don't realize that until you get to about the age I'm at now. Uh, and so uh, when it comes to research, I, I have a passion for people that are facing challenges and it's in particular with food because I feel like food is something uh, that is foundational for people. And so uh, food security and, and hunger and those types of issues have been really uh, something I'm passionate about. And within that, sustainability is a part of it. It's one of the sustainable development goals. It's uh, in addressing poverty and uh, opportunities for people uh, around food. And it, we uh, last week, I just attended a, a wonderful conference uh, focused on sustainable agriculture, sustainable farming practices, and how those practices are really uh, hold the answers to address us addressing issues like poverty and, and food security that we need to address. And I bring all of this into the classroom. Um, 
So courses I teach right now, I teach a community health course, uh, and it's focused in service learning and getting students engaged in the local community here to learn about the health agencies here, uh, to learn about the complexities that, that go into keeping a community healthy. We oftentimes think of health as an individual level, but so many things that happen uh, to us from a health standpoint are out of our control. And, and, are, and um, so we talk about power dynamics and understanding communities and all the factors that contribute uh, to one's health. Uh, I teach a health policy course, and, and that's very exciting to uh, it's kind of the first time I think for undergraduate students where they get into discussions around uh, how policy, the policies that happen in Washington, D.C., policies that happen around the world are all impacting our health on a daily basis. And so uh, to see them get that first uh, taste of that, I think, and to see that they can actually be an advocate and actually as a college graduate, they uh, have a responsibility to be an engaged citizen. And, and I think they, by the end of the semester with that course, they really see that and see that, that they're the next generation of people that can influence the world we live in. Tell me a little more about your students. I mean, do they find uh, sustainability uh, an issue these days? Are they excited about what you're trying to express to them and the connections that you're trying to make with them in the classroom? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think that I'm, uh, I think that's one thing that I'm good at is I'm really good at connecting with students because I'm young (laughs) for one thing. Uh, I've probably, like I said earlier, I've had the same background as a lot of them. I grew up in a rural area here in North Carolina. I grew up probably with some of the same things that they grew up accustomed to. And so I can speak their language, but then I can also talk about where I've gotten to in my life and, and, how that's kind of progressed and uh, the life stages I've gone through. Uh, so in, in really making them critically think and, and pull those empathy skills and critical thinking skills together to understand the challenges that our world faces and the sustainability uh, and thinking from a sustainable uh, sustainability lens uh, with an eye towards social justice and equity is uh, within the public health field, the courses I teach, that's, it's pretty apparent we're not we're not going to address our uh, the main issues facing our country and, and world if we're not coming at it from that lens. Right? Do they respond really well to service and engagement in the community? They actually do. Teaching a service learning course is the most rewarding thing I've ever had. Uh, I, I just we just had our final exam period last week, and and for final exam period, we don't have a final exam. Uh, we we have that the last day of class, but the last exam day, they come in and present about what they've done all semester. And it is so rewarding to see students when they see the syllabus the first day of class. Some of them have to take the class, and they're like, oh, man, I've got to do service outside of class. But then at the end of the semester, when you see their eyes light up and how excited they were that they were able to engage in the community and how rewarding it was for them you know, professionally, I mean, it's given them professional connections and they see that, but personally see their growth and, and seeing them get out and, and see challenges that a lot of them have not faced. I mean, we know on our campus, we have a lot of students uh, that have had privileges much like me. And so it's, it's good for them to actually get out and see there's this whole other world out there that they maybe have not experienced. So when they do service with our health department, uh, local health department, they're always making sure to get them connected 
uh, out in the community and get them to see the challenges that they face every day as, as public health professionals. And then working with Hunger and Health Coalition and Hospitality House and some of the other local agencies that are addressing food security and hunger issues. It, it's uh, kind of an eye-opener for students to uh, see this. I know I've had students before that said have told me they've never been to a homeless shelter. They've never been to a food pantry. They've never experienced these. And so it gives them a whole new um connection with the world I think that they hadn't experienced. So do you think it gives them hope that they can make a difference? I think so. <laughs> I think so. It um uh, so I was just doing some grading before I came in here this morning. I was grading some papers that students did for uh, my health policy class and it was built around their advocacy strategies around uh, a particular policy issue. Uh and it's amazing to see this semester in particular was a really one that, that the students really came together in groups and had some really good, important issues facing our country uh, and facing our world and facing our local communities. And see to see them make those connections with how their advocacy can play a big difference and, and how they recognize that being a college graduate, how privileged they're going to be and that they are going to play this role in influencing the society and world we live in that... Uh, I think a lot of students, most a lot like us in the general population, we feel like we can't really make that difference. But uh, when we really read and, and, and boost our knowledge and enhance our knowledge about uh, power dynamics and, and, and uh, how policy plays out and, and how we can be that voice for the uh, people that are oftentimes left voiceless, I think it gets excited and gives us a little sense of hope. Yeah, great. Okay, Adam, you and I have spent a lot of time thinking about food security, food insecurity issues. We've worked together on projects here on campus trying to help alleviate some of the pressures that our campus community are facing with faculty, staff, and um, and students. Um, I'm interested in your professional perspective as to how um, food insecurity, not really knowing where your next meal, your next few meals are going to come from, how that affects you and other parts of your life. When I think about that, I go back to that that idea of hope. Uh, when I teach uh, public health courses, we, we start off thinking about people at an individual level and this sits from the psychology world from Maslow's hierarchy. And we kind of think up the scale in terms of the things that people need uh, from a physiological level. You know, we need food, we need shelter, we need those basic needs. And when those are missing, it's it's hard for an individual or a person to work their way up that uh, sense of, of well-being and, and who they are. Um, so when you don't know where your, your next you know meal is going to come from, clearly uh, you are going to worry about mm-hmm. that. And um, we have enough pressures in this world, you know, facing us every day, whether how we're going to pay our electricity bill or we're thinking about our next tuition check and, you know, on and on. The food seems to be the last thing we really need to be worrying about. Is there a silver bullet that's, you know, that we can utilize here in our community? I know that a lot of people are thinking about this. It's a big problem in the high country. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have the, some of the highest food, you know, kind of insecurity levels in the whole state and mm-hmm. probably, probably the Southeast mm-hmm. as well. And, I'm curious, uh, you know, from your perspective, if there's an area we should be really focusing on or if, if you think that there's an area that we can really make a big difference. I think uh, one thing I haven't spoken of yet that I, w- I think I'd like to bring into this is the idea of culture. Um, being in a rural area and even here at a university, uh, 
in growing up in North Carolina, there's a culture um, phenomenon that we've all grown up believing that uh, we have to always be taking care of our own problems. People are fearful for asking for assistance and hesitant. They're like, I'm not supposed to ask for assistance. I'm supposed to take care of my own needs. And and so we, we deal with that. And at the same time, they're fearful of being judged for having to seek assistance and for uh, facing a life challenge. Uh, uh, I know when I've spoken with people about this, we're all as human beings. That's who we are. It's who we are as humanity. We're facing life challenges. It might be food for somebody and material things for others. The richest people in the world face mental health challenges and face challenges. And so... Uh, I think the big thing is is the culture is shifting that uh, that uh, notion that we're all kind of in this together and that some of us are facing food challenges, some of us are facing other challenges, and that we've got to really, uh, I think the the cultural issue is, is, is an underlying issue that I think we're, all of us are kind of fearful to address in, in our society. Right. So yeah, that makes me think of um, the need for stronger communities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And 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 that's such an uh, such an important part of our work and sustainability yeah. and my work every day mm-hmm. about you know we focus on building trust and relationships and strengthening mm-hmm. yeah. our communities within communities you mm-hmm. know, here at, uh, in the high country at yeah. Appalachian State yeah. and um, it's a time where we need to not worry about what color people are and sexual orientation because everybody has something. A strength to bring to the table and uh, we need all the help that we can get and you know if we see someone within our community that's struggling uh, we need to lift them up because they have something to offer as well yeah yeah so that's very much from the public health world getting back to the public health world is uh we focus now the focus in our field is to take on this asset based approach to focus on the assets that people bring to the situation rather than going to the problems that people face. We oftentimes want to be problem solvers and and those types of things. And oftentimes the people that are facing challenges have the solutions. They just don't have the capacity and ability to make those changes. And so we have to take their skill set and utilize that in the proper way. So I really appreciate you saying that. Going off this social cohesion, social capital idea, recently uh, the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation and uh, the Appalachian Regional Commission addressed this Appalachian region of the country. And we are facing major health disparities with food security being one of the issues. And what stood out to us as public health faculty when we were looking at it, there's all these challenges, but the one thing that stood out is we have better social cohesion in this part of the country than the rest of the country. So we need to capitalize on that, building this trust and this ability that we have the ability to help each other uh, in a multitude of ways. And and that's another thing as well is that uh, there's not just one type of solution that it everything needs to be a part of this solution. I, when I talk about food issues, uh, uh, a lot of people will talk about food security as being a charity issue, and a lot of people will talk about it being a social justice issue. I feel like it's both. We're not going to solve the issue without both. Uh, we're facing all of these things in our society in terms of people uh, having these debates around charity, social justice, and in the, in the real world of things, it takes both. <laughs> 
Right, right. You know, that reminds me of one of the reasons we think sustainability emerged as a strength here at Appalachian State because of the place that we're Mm -hmm. situated. It is a place where our founders and ancestors and people that came before us here had to be very resilient. They had very strong communities. They helped each other. They knew where their assets were. And I think that that's really carried forward in the spirit of the Appalachian community and Appalachian experience has that strong sense of community. And it will help us in the future if we continue to build on that. I also wanted to ask you, I guess, to kind of wrap things up uh, a little bit about your future and what's exciting you these days, what courses you're going to, you're excited about teaching next semester. Yeah. So I feel like this is, uh, we've got a lot of challenges facing us as a nation. Uh, you turn on the TV every day and we're talking about uh, health insurance. We're talking about the health of our nation. Uh, we're talking about healthcare costs, all these types of things. So public health, the field that I'm a part of and so passionate about is at the forefront of what's going to be uh, providing the solutions. I think we're at a very pivotal moment in our country too, in terms of, of how we think about health. Uh, the United States, we've been a little bit different from other countries uh, in terms of the way we think about health. We've uh, historically used what many of us refer to as like a medical model. We like to respond to health issues, which we're always going to have. But I think this public health approach is really starting to catch on in that prevention and preventing things before they happen and thinking uh, strategically along those lines. And it's exciting to be a part of that and to be a part of conducting research that will hopefully help you know, highlight those aspects from teaching. Uh, I'm getting to teach next semester. I'm getting to teach the first time I'm getting to teach introduction to public health. And that basically is a general education course that tries to attract students from all around campus and is an entry level for our major. The idea behind the course is to really get students excited about public health and about uh, how it fits into our society and how it fits into uh, our world at large. It, It gets me very excited. Adam Heggie, thank you so much for joining me in the podcast studio today, and I look forward to visiting you in your brand new office in the new Beaver College of Health Sciences that'll, I guess, be open in the fall. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. We're all looking forward to it. All right. Have a great day. All right, you too. Find Your Sustain Ability is a production of the University Communications Department at Appalachian State. It's hosted by our Director of Sustainability, Dr. Lee Ball. The show is produced by Troy Tuttle and Megan Hayes. Dave Blanks records, edits, and mixes. Pete Montaldi and Alex Waterworth are our web team. Find more episodes of this and other interesting podcasts at AppalachianMagazine.org or check us out on iTunes. Just search for Appalachian State University under podcasts.